What's up, y'all? It's the Vinnie Rock Podcast. Got my boy, Mike the Cop. Dude, I don't even know your last name. Do you want me to say your last name? I don't ever say it. You can I didn't know think it. So. No, okay. The we'll world, talk the, later. The world will save me from uh, uh, unwanted Facebook requests. <laughs> <laughs> Mike the Cop. Uh, before we get to that, let me get to some of these sponsors. I know. I know. Just listen real quick. Core Medical Group. Core Medical Group obviously does TRT. I've been using that. If you're, you've, you've ever... You, you know TRT and all the stuff with that, right? Yeah, I'm over 40, man. Yeah, man. Do you, have you, are you on TRT? No. No, no I, I take one supplement that I've been messed around with so far and uh, a little bit of mixed results. But what I'm, what I'm hearing is you, you got you to gotta get something more than just the typical what you get in a, a bottle. Well, it's of, interesting. Of a supplement, you know? Yeah. Well, it's interesting. So I, I went and did my blood work and, and it showed I had low T and not sure where it comes from, whether it's like o- overdue stress and what are, you know what I mean? Something. Yeah. 80,000 80, adrenaline dumps. That's where it comes from. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, living the lifestyle that kind of we, you live, you know, so got tested and right now, you know, I'm on TRT, but I don't know how they, reg- I, don't, I don't know measurements. I'm not like a really expert at just do what they tell me to take, but right. I take also an anti-estrogen at the same time as well as, um, Another one, I guess, to keep my my tes- testicles living and breathing. Keep them alive and well. Yeah, not dried up prunes. <laughs> yeah, so so I'm taking that, and it's been good. Obviously, um, I was taking it for a while and not worrying about my diet. I'm like, shit, man, I got fucking tea in me, bro. Didn't work, bro. Didn't work. I was still getting chubby. Uh, now I got my diet on track, and I use TRT. And obviously, what Core Medical Group does is kind of cool. They can ship it directly to your house anywhere in the United States. And so you'll go to a clinic that they recommend in the area that you're living. Yeah. You'll get your blood work. They'll come back and tell you like this and that. A lot of law enforcement officers have been doing this recently. One of my good buddies um, didn't even know he had a vitamin B deficiency, and they, they identified that as well. And so oh, now nice. he's got his vitamin B, he's got his TRT, and the dude is... Like for me, and you, you know law enforcement... I think it's very important to be physically fit. For sure. F- to not be the liability in the room, right? Not yep. be the liability in the car, whatever it is. And exactly. so it's cool to see uh, a lot of law enforcement who listen to this have, have been checking their tea. Some guys got disqualified right away. Like, fuck no, bro, you got too much. <laughs> <laughs> but the guys who needed it got, are getting help and it's, it's cool. So to be a tea donor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I, give my, I go down to the clinic and uh, get 25 bucks for my tea. It's like plasma in college, dude. <laughs> but yeah, man. So Core Medical Group, you guys go check them out um willie peach chocolate willie peach chocolate you you they're doing a chocolate bar for our nonprofit right now are they yeah dude that's awesome yeah that's yeah. guys a, he's he's a veteran he he started growing the plants and making the cough uh the chocolate right out of his own house yeah. he's now full-time doing willie peach chocolate yeah we have a, a call for backup campaign so it's like this nonprofit training we do i mean somewhere every about every week or two we're in some city doing training, not we as in the organization, yeah. not me, but, um, and yeah, he reached out, man. Cause I did a fundraiser with some firefighters eating this, uh, hot stuff. Yes. Yes. So, um, he reached out and he's like, Hey, I want to design something and, and let's run a campaign to give back. So like we gave him our artwork, man. He just said like, a, I think last week we saw like the final, like nice edit of what it's going to look like. So we're just going to have, he's like, a super bars. hot chocolate bar. No, no, no. We just did straight milk chocolate. Straight milk for, chocolate for okay. this fundraiser, dude. So, yeah. You seen that he has like a Moab? It's like Carolina. Yeah, I've eaten Carolina, it. Carolina, bro. I can't handle it. I told him I was like, dude, 
This is a half pound of chocolate. I can't eat normal half pound of chocolate, let alone Carolina Reapers and Scorpion Peppers. I'm like, God, it's crazy. Yeah, that guy's cool, man. I, and I love what they're doing. We're working on trying to get a, I guess a hot sauce, but it's kind of like a smoked barbecue hot sauce kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And hopefully coming out with that here soon, to, me and nice. him to talk about I was like, dude, let's do a hot sauce. So that's <laughs> the first one of hopefully several others we're going to be doing. But Willie Peach Chocolate, you guys check them out. Dude, I have, I have a lot of sponsors, but it's like... Who do I want to talk about? Because like like GMR Gold, that's probably the last one I'll talk about because I want to get into like, I think we're going to have a good conversation because this is the first time I think I've had a law enforcement officer on the other side. So it's kind of cool. So. And there's so many cool concepts, that uh, so many cool conversations we can have right now. But GMR Gold is a subscription base. Well, Bullion Box really is the subscription base by GMR Gold. And what it is is I pay $200 a month and I receive a package every month that has $200 worth or more most of the time, more of gold and silver. Oh, nice. So it's a really cool program that I've been doing, and it's really fun for the kids. It's really what it is. It's like these gold bars, these silver bars, these coins come into the house, and, and when they come, my kids open it, and they're like, it's like treasure hunting every freaking time. Yeah. So it's been fun for us, and it's a little way for me to be putting some monetary value away every time. So every month, once it comes, the kids are done checking it out. I just go put it in the safe, and it's gone. Uh, if I ever need to sell it, I can go right back to GMR Gold and sell it to them. Yeah. But for me, it's more of the... the a different thing that I can do in, with my kids that's that's just kind of out of the norm. Right. But something about gold and silver, kids find it as like like fucking pirate treasure. <laughs> you know, and so it's been a cool experience for me and I really love it. You guys check them out. I'm done with that. I want to talk about you. I want them, I want them to give me a, a list of everybody that is there on their subscription. That way when the zombie apocalypse happens, <laughs> I just have a map of how, where I'm going. Well, all the I'm gold. Just, I'm going to get the gold and silver that all, all, all the all the subscription boxes Dude, got. Crispy has tons of it. <laughs> if you see, Crispy has tons of silver and gold. Oh yeah, uh, I, need, I need to get some of that. Yeah, it's cool, man. But uh, man, it's cool having you here, man. I didn't think you were going to be in Salt Lake in in the area. And then when you text me, I was like, oh, hell yeah, we're going to find time to talk. I forget like that there's a lot of creators here. Like, I, yeah. um, and I was like, man, this is crazy. So I haven't been able to fill my time. Like, oh, make Oh, it's been man. easy here. You, awesome. you, you make a trip and you get it a lot worth it, you know, because yeah. you get everything done. If you guys don't know, Mike the Cop is a, is a social media influencer in the, in the comedy slash law enforcement space. Um, a cop an actual living, breathing cop who, yeah. who jumped into social media and started having a really good following. And, and I love a lot of the shit you do. There's some stuff I'm like, hey, when the, the touching the trunk, <laughs> some law enforcement officers teach that. I, I got I know. so much hate from cops. I, like, I knew you were. People are like, yeah, you're, you're, now I know you're not a cop. I'm like, listen, man. I'm like, <laughs> Dude, not I'm, every city's going to teach like, the same whatever, exact tactic. Whatever. You know and what I mean? was like, I go back and I like, I'll take a snippet. I'm like, look at this part of the video where I say, if you were taught this or you have a reason, drop it in the comments. Yeah. I'm like, I invited you to explain, like, right. I'm and, just, and tell, I'm telling you. I even made a comment. I said that I was taught that in the academy. Still don't know why I never used it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I was talking to a Salt Lake cop last night and yeah. I'm like, he's like, yeah. He's like, we don't do that. We didn't learn that. And yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, like, but I'll, I'll have other guys an hour from me and they're like yeah we all do that and so, I'm like yeah. okay so the whole argument online that what happened that day was if you guys are listening is law enforcement some law enforcement um, academies have taught law enforcement officers and I say this out of experience they taught me to touch the back of the trunk for what reason I've heard different scenarios whether it's to keep your prints on it if they run off whether it's to check if it's unlocked if, if the trunk is open then it's open search or, or you know whatever the case um and so all these different reasons why I don't know, I can't tell you 
by fact what it, the reason was why I was taught that. But Mike uh, made a video explaining how he thinks is 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 it's obviously pointless and yeah, we all agree with it and I'm like okay if you're in a if you're in a place where somebody sent me an email like hey man uh, i work along the border and a lot of times people are in the trunk he's like yeah. we always check it to feel if we feel any movement in there i'm like okay yeah that contextually i get that yeah like, the border trade that probably that makes, makes more sense, sense yeah you know but I, I just i'm like it's not a thing like if i see something odd about the trunk maybe i would like yeah touch it but if it looks like clothes it's closed have you, you know? get, like, have you been able to research that at all and see where it came from there's no real clear answer, right? Yeah. So, like, I found one case, and this was funny because somebody's like, well, it's, it's if, in case someone's going to pop out and shoot you. I'm like, send me the case. Send me the case <laughs> where somebody popped out, <laughs> shot a cop, and the way that they caught that guy was yeah. a fingerprint off of the back of the car. Yeah. I'm going to do a, Send it to me. I'm going to do a tactical roll on my approach to the vehicle because just in case some motherfucker wants to pop out and shoot Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, and somebody's like, yeah, it happened in Georgia in 1954. I'm like... So it could have been in that law yeah. enforcement community. It's like, you know, like, oh, hey, guys, and this is fresh out of the mail. Yeah. <laughs> look, look at this. Some copper got smoked in, in Georgia from somebody hopped out of the trunk. And those, those guys are like, listen, motherfuckers, we're touching that trunk every time we talk. And then it just started. It, it, it I just, don't know. It's and it's like, it went through channels. It's like one of those like things where I'm like, well, I guess maybe, but yeah. And I, I saw some of the, some of the shit you were taking from that. Cause obviously I do follow everything that you do. There's, there's about probably five or six law enforcement officers that have good, good pages that I follow and mm-hmm. have that put out a really good vibe or just put out context, you know, content that to me is interesting. Yeah. You know, and, and what got you started in the space? You know what I mean? Like what, what was it that you decided, you know what, you know what? I think this needs a voice needs to be there. It was, uh, it was more like I, I started writing. So, um, I became a cop in 2009 and in 2010, my brother was shot and killed. So he was a cop, yeah. diff- different city. But, um, so that experience and then like staying in the job, you know, when my fam, when my kids were way younger, 10 yeah. years ago, obviously like didn't want me to go back to work, you know, yeah. this whole thing. So I, I go back to work and I, I worked for obviously four years and then I finally felt like. I wanted to start giving in, giving back into the law enforcement community because they're so supportive yeah, of yeah. what I was going through. Um, and you kind of become part of that family and you kind of like, you get it, right? right? And I always tell people like, cops aren't any better than anybody else, but there's something unique in that community that like, when you get it, you get it, you know? Yeah, and it's, I, it's, not a, yeah. it's not a better than thing. It's just right. a, it's a different than Thing. Right. You know, like I don't understand a lot about a lot of careers or, you know, I don't, mm-hmm. you can talk to me about military experience and I kind like somewhat can relate. I think law right. enforcement military kind of like yeah. is relatable, but I, there's still things like, yeah, I don't, I, I wouldn't understand what that feels like or what you went through, you know? Yeah. And I didn't, like I didn't that. know that. I didn't know that about your past. I didn't know that about your brother, man. Yeah. I've been careful about, I haven't, I haven't shied away from it, but I've always in the back of my mind and it's probably just me being being me inside my own head. I yeah. never wanted my content as I, as it grew to be something like you're capitalizing yeah. on tragedy or no. something or like, yeah, you're just using your brother's name to do, to get somewhere. And I never wanted it to be that way. So yeah, I, no, I, sure. never, I never even said it publicly till probably two years of doing content maybe or something like it yeah. was, it was a while, but yeah. so I just started writing. I started a, uh, writing on a blog. I called it like cop life. It doesn't exist anymore. So I started writing on this blog and posting it on Facebook and and it was just well received. Yeah. And so like I just continued that and that led me to meet uh, a lady, uh, Elizabeth, and she was writing 
she's a, a, a cop's wife, but she was writing some really good stuff. And I said, Hey, can I share your article on my blog? She said, yeah. How can I share what yours? Yeah. So she had started a page called humanizing the badge. Yeah. So that led us to, down the road to, okay, let's form this organization. And at the time I saw officer Daniels and I was saying, Oh man, he's making videos and yeah. Facebook was wanting videos. And I'm like, I could try that. So I, I literally just grabbed my phone and my kids were showing me this stuff like, Oh, yeah. this is vine. Like, oh, okay, what's a vine? You know, it's <laughs> yeah. like, is there grapes at the end? Can I get, <laughs> can I drink it? Like what are you? And so I just started making these videos, just taking like law enforcement stuff. And then if it was viral, like there was an old song. I don't know if, how much you kept up with it. It was like, why you always lying? You know, yes. like stupid, that guy it was a viral, right? So all I did was I took a, uh, one of my kid's friends who vaped and I had him like fill up the car and like roll down the window. I'm like, how much weed's in this car? And he's like, none. I remember and that. I was like, why are you always? Not? And I, all I did was just try to like make these crossovers. Yeah. And then it just like people watched it and then I just didn't stop. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. okay. Now this is a way. And for me still today, like I try to bring everything back to how, I, how can this ultimately give back to the training that I'm trying to do in the law enforcement yeah. community. So I just try to leverage it. What is the message? I mean, I mean, it's probably, a, that's a crazy question, but what is kind of the message that you want to put out there? Or I guess, what is the goal of what you're doing? Truth, man. Because yeah. the reality is, um, I, I, I think literally my, what I feel like my mission is, my calling yeah. is to communicate truth in a way that changes people's minds. Like, 100%. so I've, I, I have various mediums that I think work for that well for me. But at the end of the day, the reality is that there's a narrative being driven that is, it's just a lie. A, Most like of the it's, time. It, it's a political narrative and it's also a, a mainstream media narrative for some reason that is like taking off like wildfire. Yeah. If it's, if, if it feeds on negativity, it feeds on sensationalism and to a degree I get it. But I mean, the, the reality is that even in some of the roughest places, yeah, there's not a huge problem with the community and the police. There's just not, I mean, they, where it exists, you know, yeah, of course it needs to be worked on and, and no yeah. place is perfect, but by and large, it's just kind of like, you know, today, millions of interactions with law enforcement officers are going to happen in this country yeah. that are completely unconsequential yeah. and normal and fine. Yeah. And that includes, hi, how are you? Handshake, fist bump. Yeah. Hey, what's going on? Officer like, Hey, blah, shooting, blah, blah. Shooting baskets with a kid in the neighborhood. Yeah, whatnot. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it, and there's a mutuality cop to community, community to cop. And people forget like, dude, I live in, in the place that I work. Yeah. I, I literally pay taxes too. Like I pay my property taxes. My kids play sports. We, I mean, I'm in this with yeah, you. And people exactly. forget that. Like they're like, oh, I'm a civilian. So, yeah, so am I. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, so I, just, you, so you, I just have a job like yeah. as a cop, you know? It's crazy, man. It's been hard for me. Just me being law enforcement, you know, and watching a lot of the negativity gets thrown around about, about law enforcement itself and even the border patrol, that's a whole different subject. But it's definitely hard to watch in, in like, Guys like you, I think it's cool, and, and 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 I think there's I can't think of all the names, but what you guys do, like you said, humanizing the badge. That's exactly kind of what you do. Like you really see that people are 
we're just all humans, right? And everyone's trying to do that. Like if someone who signs up to be a law enforcement officer, they don't sign up to be a law enforcement officer so they have the power over people. But I know there's probably a few of those assholes that use that, right? Sure. You know what I mean? Because yeah. in every group, like, dude, people are like, oh, rangers are badass. I'm like, ah, some of them are fucking assholes, right? Like, and, and some of them are not, like, some of them snuck through the cracks. And, and I don't know how, but they did. Yeah, That's absolutely. just the fucking reality of it. You yep. can go in a line of a fucking ranger graduates, you know what I mean? You're going to say, all right, Fucking probably 80% of these guys are fucking turds. You know what I mean? Who knows? It's yeah. just sometimes shit happens. You know, I've had guys in my squad are like, how the fuck did this guy make it here? You know, even in the Border Patrol, there's guys that got through Border Patrol Academy and I'm like, Absolutely. holy fuck, this is the guy, I, I'd rather him go grab my lunch while I go fucking do, <laughs> do my work. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. And so it's like, people forget that. Like people, for some reason, don't acknowledge the fact that look at their own circle and there's always some fuck up. You know what I mean? And in the cop world, there's guys who just don't train enough, right? There's guys that don't care enough. There's some guys. And 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 that tends to sometimes put the bad name on the rest of us, right? That one bad apple. Yeah. You know, but for the most part, dude, guys do that to really believe that they believe in protect and serve. Yeah. You know, and that's the hardest thing to watch. Like people say, like, oh man, you, you cops kill people all day. You know, like you you have a better chance of getting killed by a cop. I'm like, well, fuck, if, you're, if you do dumb shit, man, you know what I mean? Dumb shit I think follows. you have a better chance of being struck by lightning while being raped like to get like at the same and winning the lotto at the same time than getting killed by a cop. Like it's, it's, it's the, the facts are staggering. And that's yeah. where like, that's the, I enjoy being in that space uh, in, in social media to have those conversations where they yeah. can have it. And I've, I've learned over time, like where there's valuable conversations to be had. They they can, it can change people's minds and a lot of yeah. people a lot of people they don't want their mind to be changed no, no, anymore no. like when someone sends me a message and you know they're dogging on me or whatever i'm like listen man i wish nothing but the best for you it, are you interested in actually talking real objective right. information or do you just you just want to kind of like no, get bro. your jabs in because if you do man i wish you the best yeah. And, and, and well, you can walk the, off into the sunset and it's fine. Like, I'll just do me, you do you. But if, when people go, yeah, I, I think this, like cops are racist. And I had this whole conversation with somebody and at the end, because they literally at the beginning said, yeah, if you can, if you can prove it to me. And then, you know, two days later after DMs, it's kind of like, you know what? I really appreciate. I never thought you would have ever taken the time to answer this question. And yeah. Like, yeah, you're probably right. Like, it's just my bad experience. And that's mm -hmm. what happens is people take the exception and make it the rule. Right. And that's the craziest thing, man. I mean, it, it's, it's like, I know there's things in, in, <clears throat> in law enforcement that can be better, right? Like, like we talked about earlier, like training, training is so important to just being proficient at your job, whatever mm -hmm. the fuck that job is, just training, like knowing the job, knowing exactly what you're allowed to do, what you're not allowed to do. Some guys sometimes just wing shit. And, I, and that's like, that's not good, dude. You know what I mean? Cause <laughs> someone's going to know the law better than you. You know what I mean? Yeah. At the same time as training, training, I think, you know, being a use of force guy and, and, and doing that in the military and doing that in the border patrol, um, as in, as in teaching guys, uh, the use of force. Um, I think it's a big thing that, people don't even realize that a lot of the funding gets cut and use of force is kind of this space I think that is needed and, and the lack of, I guess, focus on use of force makes it so very easy to be insecure about having to go hand-to-hand -hand with someone, which is a scary thing anyways because you obviously bring in the gun to the fight. Right. But if I know that, I know personally just from based off experience and training, 
I can grab a dude and take him down pretty quick with a trip, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Some kind of trip or a toss or whatever, whatever the case, uh, and get myself in a good position. But people that don't train like me, people that have never done that shit, they're never going to have that confidence, dude. And so right away, what it is, if you feel, if you feel like someone is, is that much of a threat, you're going to go immediately to your firearm. And so that's one of those things like, there's definitely things I think can be fixed on the side of training, but I also come from a background of Ranger Battalion where all we did was train. We trained for six, seven months straight and then go to, go to war for four months and come back and train again, right? Like my life was training and I noticed how proficient we became as young, young dudes at war because of how hard we trained. Then getting into law enforcement, really like, man, we don't train enough. Like I knew right away, I'm like, oh no, we're not training enough. Right right off the academy, the training was, you you had to do it on your own. And so I know that there's, 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 I think there's a big gap in there, but there's always the issue with funding. Like that's the first thing that gets fucking cut yeah. for law enforcement. All of it's training, uh, cut training. Like that's the worst thing you can do for anyone. But that's our problem is we also have funding issues and, and that yep. all kind of trickles downhill to having little issues like that. And it's crazy to me, dude. And then yeah, it's nuts, man. Yeah, it's nuts. So where do you go from here? As, as, as Mike the cop, you know, and, and you're putting out the message and you have, you, you realize you and officer Daniels are kind of like the guys who started the big wave. Now you have probably a good handful of law enforcement officers who are doing the same thing. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of people out there kind of like rising up you and, know? and they're sending the same message, right? There's so, you know, one, one law enforcement officer, he's skating with, with kids sometimes like he'll yeah, get out yeah. and buy a new deck. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, um, there's just all putting out good information, fun stuff, you know, like humanizing the badge. Uh, one of the officers, he, he, he works at the schools and he speaks positive to, to teens. Yep. Yeah. What's his name? Do you know his name? I, man, I can't, uh, the there's, there's a few, but yeah. Oh no, it's the Popo. He's the Columbus cop. I was telling you about earlier. Yeah. Like he's, yeah, he's, he's doing crazy things. I mean, he's spoken at Harvard and stuff, man. Like he's, that's he's incredible. Legit. Yeah. And so, so you guys have kind of started this wave and I think it's, it's, it's a, it's a positive thing in the right direction for people to see, you know, and, and where do you think this goes? You know what I mean? Man, I, I, I have no desire to slow down the message. Right. I think that in time I have to adapt to how I can deliver that message probably because, yeah. you know, there, uh, there's only going to be so long that I'm relevant in the way that I have been, right? Yeah. Times change fast in yeah. social media. You, you got to adapt. And so like, I feel like I just got to be adapt as best as I can and hopefully settle into a spot where, those that are committed to that message want to continue to hear it from me yeah. in, in some way. But I'm trying to, man, just leave something for my kids and, and try to build something be bigger than myself yeah. that, that can go to them. Because like right now, man, like if, if I, if I die in a fiery ball and in, in a Delta airlines on the way home, like my kids go, they have one Memorial tea run and it's over. That's it. You know? <laughs> so like, please buy it. If I die. Well, it's anyway. crazy, man. Cause I feel, I relate to you so much because I feel like, I'm in a very similar space as you, right? And I've done a, I started in the YouTube world with all my buddies and I early on knew like, all right, there's an expiration date to this, Mm -hmm. right? There's going to be, even though we were special operations guys, so we got a lot of, a lot of notoriety just on that alone. Then we actually put out good content. So we were kind of a winning team and there was very few, I think could compete with what we were doing. But I always knew there's an expiration date. There's going to be some Delta freaking operators who are funnier than us, younger than us, and better looking than us showing up on YouTube and they're going to smoke us, right? That was in my head. Like in my head, I'm like, oh, we're done. You know, you got some, some pretty ass freaking badasses that have done way more than us. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to outshine us. And so like right away I knew I was like, all right, what's my next big plan, right? And, and with, with, 
in keeping with in line with my belief systems of promoting and, and uh, mentoring and inspiring veterans, right? Veterans in law enforcement is kind of my space, you know, and that's where we kind of connect even more. And so it's like when I, now that I got into film and television and, and going more mainstream, I'm seeing a bigger ability to influence. And that is what's motivated even more, right? That's yeah. what's motivated me even more. Cause I know this man, and, and I'm sure you know this as well, like YouTube, Instagram, all this stuff, there's power in this and influencing in this positive way, but it only happens when you have the followers to hear you. Yeah. And so like my, and, and the biggest influences in our time are mainstream media people, fucking Kim Kardashian, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> right. That's one of the biggest influencers of our time and not in a good fucking way, in my opinion, right? She's done some things I've seen as like, okay, she's trying to do cool shit, right. but Kanye West, like these guys, these people that have their opinions and they voice their opinions, I think there's uh, guys like you need to be given a better platform. You know what I mean? Because, and that's why I do what I do, right? That's why I'm trying to, you know, obviously I'm on a Minds MC, but my goal is to fucking hopefully be a household name. And then I have, you know, 10 million followers saying, what's he got to say today? And it's, yeah. hey, if you're a veteran, there's life after service. You know, if yeah. you're in law enforcement, hey, we support you. you we yep. got your back. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. we don't have that enough. There's not enough guys with huge influences saying good things about law enforcement officers and trying to change the mindset of people that just right away grow up thinking, oh, cops hate us? Okay, cool. Well, yeah. Yeah, cops hate us, you know, and yeah. that's kind of what's happening is is that the, the the conversation needs to be changed, but it doesn't change from the bottom. It actually changes from the fucking top. Yeah. Our biggest influencers have to change that conversation and we don't have anyone in the space doing it for us. Yeah. And so that's where my mission has become recently. And it's like, and, and it's this, I don't want to be self-indulgent and say, I need to become famous so I can fucking, fuck no, I'm scared of that concept, right? I just want my influence to grow better so more people hear my message. Right. And that's the same as what you're doing. And and, and for me, it's like, I, I hope that we can find ways of, of getting guys like you more more views, more more listeners, you know, more followers. Because like I said, I think that message starts from the top and we, we're, we're all trying to get to the top to have, have that more impactful, um, um, I guess, guidance for others. Yeah. Holy shit. It's not an easy road. <laughs> no, bro. It's like it's a grind, man. It's, a it's, it's an uphill battle, dude. And that's, that's kind of like what I've been struggling with for so many years now, man. It, it's crazy. How does, how does like your, your department feel about, you know, social media? Do you guys end up having like, cause all of a sudden this is big for cops, right? Like cops are doing it. So is there like, Hey, we got to have a meeting. Stop being fucking social media guys. Like yeah, is it there's a, it's sort of like a, a, a clash of cultures in the, in the police world with this stuff. And, uh, so it's, it's an odd thing. I, I was fortunate yeah. because I had been doing nonprofit work for two years before I ever put a camera yeah. on myself, you know? So my administration, when I sent an email that says, Hey, I'd like to make some videos and the here's the goal yeah. of what I'm trying to do. Um, they said, they just gave me a lot, a long piece of rope. Like, yeah. all right, here you go. Let's see how it and, goes. Uh, yeah. So I, it started going and I'm like, mm, it's still going. Nobody's stopping me. I, you know? Yeah. And, um, the director of public safety at the time. So the, the big boss, he was like, stopped me in the hallway one day. He's like, Oh, I saw, uh, saw one of your videos. And I was like, Oh, here it is. You yep. know? And because I've always kind of just said what I wanted. I said, I go spoke, speak my mind. And right. And so. Yeah, you like, don't have this message that's making sure it's safe for everyone yeah, else. Like, no, no, I'm going to say what the yeah, fuck I want. And I'll take, I'll take the heat when it comes for it. And I've been wrong on things too, whatever. But uh, he's like, yeah, I, I hear my kids laughing in the kitchen. So I like, 
I went in there and they're like, dad, look at this cop doing this video. And there, and he's like, yeah, hey, that's so funny. he works for me. <laughs> and he's like, so whatever it is that you're doing, just keep doing it. And that's what I was like. I would get my morning coffee. I'd going to work day shifts and I would go to the schools, man. If I, if yeah. we didn't have calls, I'd like, I'd go to the schools and I was Snapchatting with kids and like just learning that environment. Cause it doesn't, yeah. it didn't come natural to me. Like yeah. I, I, I wasn't like, I didn't get Facebook until I don't even know when. Like I wasn't a huge yeah. social media it, dude. It like I was me, just Yeah, it took me probably 2 years to really understand the dynamics of how to post. Yeah. You know what I mean? How to how to like so, something so natural but still look fun. You know yeah. what I mean? It took me a minute to figure that one out. You know what I mean? And and you, obviously once we get it though, it's hard to explain to someone else how to do it because there's like how do I grow my followers like Bro, you got to really learn how to <laughs> how to post, right? Like, and, and it's just a weird thing, man. And yeah. so from there, they just let you go. Yeah, and then they, I had just a real wide berth, and I had a good sergeant that early on, when I was doing videos at, on midnights or whatever, and he said, like, listen, love what you're doing. He's like, I would, I'm telling you, he's like, just cover yourself. Yeah, he's like tag out for your lunch or your break or whatever. We work 12, 16 hour shifts or he's like, just tag out that way. There's never a thing like, Hey, you are on, on company time uh -huh. that kind of a thing. And then eventually like once like, Oh, okay, this is a thing I have. Like I'll, I have it in the car with me right here. It's like uh, an old uniform shirt that I ripped the patches off. I got yeah. like the cop badge and name tags. It's like, it's not real. I would go to like the different police departments. I would just text my buddies that were, you know, at a different police department, never even mind. Like, yeah. Hey, can I hop in a cop car real quick and just make this video? Like, yeah, sure. And I, I'm, I'm in a cop car, but I'm not working, you know? So yeah. a lot of people early on was like, I can't believe we pay you oh, to be like, I know. Hey, morons, it's the internet. Do you get on, you know, do you watch reruns of Bill Cosby and think that's why he should have gone to jail? Because he was like, <laughs> I'm like, what? what are you doing, man? Like use your brain. It's crazy, man. Has there been any video you've done that's caught and caught you in a little bit of bad, you know, hot water? No, the only, the only, thing that ever happened now that 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 department I don't work for anymore I left full-time police work and, and went to a part-time department and all they, the part-time department was like listen you just keep our department name out of it do what you want yeah you can't film videos when you're here don't use our equipment cool do what you want yeah no problems but my full-time department now has a policy that's actually my I'm so proud of this Mike the cop is, is in a policy like they I, they can't appear in any videos dude I knew whatever it. else and I'm and, just like well, yes that's, I made it you know, that's I made what I was wondering right that's what that's, I'm, I'm but that's after because that guy that let me do that he retired new administration new city administration and there's just a guy that had a hard on for me in the, in the city not in the department but in the city yeah. and uh, they got a technicality I, I woke up to a phone call one day I had one of my old partners and he was training a guy yeah. and this guy had experience he had two, two years experience already he came to our department so he's not like a, a rookie rookie but off duty came and was in a, a sketch comedy thing that I did and because he was in that video they, they saw it and we have a rule, a policy, training officer and trainee yeah. cannot fraternize in any way yep. while in the yep. training process, which I agree with. I think that's a good policy to have. Yeah. yeah but you get to this gray, we're like, but yeah, but he's been a cop yeah. for two years. Like, this yeah. isn't like a, yeah. you know, he's already he here. Like, so I took that video down 
Um, and just then, out of respect then, to just, then not, they went through and then, then I got, I was getting calls like, Hey, this one needs to come down. This one. I was like, no, it's not coming down. You're not the, you're not my boss anymore. Yeah. So then that created that conflict. Cause they were like, yeah, but this all has old stuff in it from like our department. I'm like, I don't care. I don't work there anymore. And you're like, you, yeah. you can't tell me to Bye. Cut it down. Make, a, make a policy called Mike the cop. There you so go. <laughs> I'm like, I'll, I'll, you tell the new city administrator, he's an asshole. And I will go, I, I will go in there right now and tell set a meeting up. I'll come in there and tell me he's an asshole myself. It's crazy. Like, why wouldn't you want that positive feedback and that positive kind of notoriety for well, the f- one of those videos? We had did a, uh, a fundraiser for police widows and it, we, we raised like eight grand dude in a, yeah. in a live stream. And, and he, they wanted that video down because a cop was on there and I had a beer on the, I wasn't working. Yeah. I had a beer in front of me to kill the, we weren't like pounding beers. I literally was just killing the, the heat yeah. from the, from the hot stuff or whatever. And, uh, because there was a beer in the shot and one of the guys was in uniform, which they had permission to be at the time for the fundraiser. Yeah. Yeah. That's got to come down. I'm like, you tell that city administrator that obviously he doesn't care about, you know, yeah. actually giving back to people in need. I'm like, this that's is crazy. retarded. It's crazy. I, I can see where some of the old timers who don't understand, you know, the power of social media can be completely offended by the concept of it. Sure. But yeah. Completely different world. A hundred percent. Like my dad is like, wouldn't get it. Right. My dad would be like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? But at the same time, like they have to see that the, the influence is so powerful, man. Like it's just puts, if, if, if a, if a law enforcement officer is putting smile on people's faces, that's fucking good compared yeah. to all the other shit that's it's going not, on. Not a bad thing. It's not a know? bad thing. And man. the, the crazy thing is, is like, what departments have to understand, and this is an administration issue, and I think we'll see over the next 10 years, they'll be very different because guys like me will yeah. be the bosses, you know, so yeah. social media will be part of the fabric. Yeah. But it's when the, the kids in junior high are not getting, they're not forming their opinion of the police from objective sources. They're getting it from Twitter. Yeah. So whatever they, whatever video snippet they see, yeah. and oh, see, cops are racist, that's the, okay. Cops are racist. I saw it on Twitter. Right. Right. Like, but if they, wait a second, I thought cops are racist, but see this cop here doing this on Twitter. Like that's different. That's where we're going to reach them. Yeah. So your, your departments have no choice. If you're, if you're going to inspire the next generation, you have to get on social. You media. have to, yeah. it's not, it's not going to be on a blog. It's not going to be fucking on, on a magazine. It's not going to yeah. be on a newspaper. It's going to be on what everyone else. I've read. I've read a, a, a study that said we are on our phones, going through social media and, and searching the webs and everything else, about twelve hours a day. Like, oh yeah, that's it's, how crazy it's, 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 it's just an it's an extension yeah, of ourselves. Yeah, there, there's someone that said it's like, like bionic. Yeah, we are exactly. We're now, we're now androids. <laughs> Did you ever watch uh, that Black Mirror show on Netflix? I have it. I have Dude, it. Dude, it's you watch Black Mirror and you're gonna be like, shit, man, this is the future. Well, Elon like, Musk said that. Said, dude, he's said, like, that's legit. You know, yeah. Elon like, Musk said he's like, yeah, we pretty much are androids already because the the phone makes us that way because it's in our hands so often. Yeah, exactly. But, so eventually we'll have like you know the Google's got Google, all this stuff here will be pop up display and we'll yeah. it's it's gonna be we've made ourselves robots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy smokes! But the, I mean, you got to kind of go with the times. You got it like. You know when when me Matt and JT started doing videos with Article Fifteen Clothing. Um, we were really one of the first guys making viral content. Like mm-hmm. Ranger Up was doing their thing and it was they were doing well. They were really the first brand of its kind. And yeah. then Grunt Style came in behind it. And everyone's trying to do these videos, but we got really lucky because Matt had some already some good following and 
boom, we're hitting these million, two million, three million views. Yeah. And yeah, he had the, the Midas touch. Yeah. Right. You know, you somehow yeah. was the like, concept. Oh, here's Matt Best putting up wallpaper. Uh, right. Four million views. Boom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But bikini snap. <laughs> boom. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? So, but the crazy thing is like, I'm an active border patrol agent at this time with special operations in El Paso. And it's slowly starting to be like, you know, the, the talk, like, Hey, he's one of the guys on the video. And I'm like, fuck, what's this going to do to me? At first, everyone like loved it, dude. Like everyone's like, oh, bro, I saw that video. It's a good one. Keep doing it. You know, I'm like, all right, cool, whatever, dude. And then I had a supervisor like, hey, man, you called in sick yesterday, but then you guys uploaded a video. I'm like, yeah, bro, because I was sick, you know, and the video we recorded five days ago. You know, you don't, you have to understand social media. What I post is not actually what is happening at the moment. You know what I mean? He's, he's got you standing yeah. in front of, and your video. How are you here right now? Yeah. And there. <laughs> like, and it was just crazy. What is this dark magic? And I was trying to like, like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm getting nervous now. Cause like, I've never had trouble at any work in, environment. I've always been really good, but this was becoming a conflict for me because article 15 started making good money. You know what I mean? And it was actually competing with my border patrol checks at times because like, I mean, viral video after viral video, like we were like, whoa, dude, life is changing. That's how we were able to invest into a fucking whiskey company. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause like we just grew way, way faster than we ever expected. And then all of a sudden now I'm an instructor at Borstar Selection and a guy goes, is that Rocco? And I was like, what the fuck? Some random ass motherfucker says, is that Rocco? Like no one uses Rocco besides the group of dudes that I hang out. You know what I mean? And so I'm like, holy shit, this is getting real. And so when the kid graduates, he goes, yeah, man, I'm a big fan of yours. I couldn't believe you were my instructor. I was like, yeah, dude, I don't really, I mean, at that time I didn't talk so much about being a board patrol agent as yeah. well as, and so it was a crazy <laughs> time for me, man. I was like fucking nervous. And when I finally resigned for, for other reasons, it was, it was just, we talked about it earlier. I resigned from the border patrol because I was just so busy focusing on work, 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 work that I wasn't home with family. Mm -hmm. and, and so I was going through that divorce and I was like, you know what, maybe it's time to walk away from this and try and commit hundred percent to, you know, the YouTube and business where I was starting to really get comfortable with that. And so that's why I ended up essentially resigning, but it was starting to cause a lot of waves in my life. And it was a trip, man, being, being border patrol, being actively fucking working, you know, and then also all of a sudden a YouTube fucking star ish, yeah. whatever. Right. Fucking weird time. But that's, that was 2013. And I, and I left in 2015. So after two years of just like fucking madness, I was yeah. like, all right, I gotta, I gotta walk away. <laughs> I gotta walk away. It's crazy, dude. And so it's funny. I watch you guys now and seeing how I, I wish I stayed with it because I would have been able to do more shit in uniform. They probably would have shut me down, but I liked, <laughs> I liked what right. you guys are doing. Right. I think it's funny. And, uh, and I wish like, man, that would have been a good time, you know what I mean? To do that in the border with right. all the shit that's going on, right? Like border patrol agents are getting such a fucking bad rap right now as if any kind of policy has to do with border patrol agents, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so it's like, it's a hard thing to watch and wishing I was there to be a positive influence for them. But like that, I'm thinking of other ways of doing that for them as well. But not what you're doing, I think is fucking awesome and commendable as fuck. And uh, it's just cool to see the wave of law enforcement officers that have followed you to kind of promote that positive, uh, the positive energy of what a law enforcement, what it is being a law enforcement officer. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully it works. You know, in, in the sense of hopefully I can look back later or somebody will look back later and be like, yeah, that made a difference. You know, that's my biggest fear is that like. Oh yeah, he made some videos. You know, like I, like I want to make a difference. So. And I think it, I I can't. There's no way anyone's gonna say it's it's hurt law enforcement. No, oh, what, for sure. What it's done I hope is, not. You know, in in the drill sergeant community, what we call like is taking off the hat, 
right? And, and at some point, he has to talk to a soldier, and instead of being drill sergeant, you're just, now you're dad, right? You know, now you're just like mentor, you know, and taking off that hat. And essentially, I think every video you guys do is taking off the hat. Like, hey, I'm just a normal dude, and I'm just trying to give you a cool message and have fun with it. You know, and, and, yeah. and that's so important in humanizing yourself, but it's like, that, that starts forming re- relatability, you know what I mean? And people just be like, you know what, fuck. That's just a dude trying to do the right thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I think what you guys do is fucking rad, man. And, and I'm, I'm uh, a huge supporter of law enforcement, even though like, you know, in my career field, I hear a lot of negativity towards, you know, being in, being in the acting community for some reason in the LA community, you, you get a little backlash about the cops because of the mainstream media. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it definitely influences the, you know, the conversation. So, what you guys do is dope as fuck. And uh, what what's next, man? What other projects you guys have on board? Do you think? And man, I don't know. This uh, this call for backup training is pretty important, and I'm trying to funnel funnel stuff to that. And what then, is that, uh, if you don't mind? It's a uh, law enforcement suicide is a huge issue. 20, 2018, that yeah. we had uh, way way more killed themselves than got killed, and so we. And, and what's funny is when we started humanizing the badge, we we're like, well, maybe we'll like sell some challenge coins, take the money and give it to like families with medical needs or something yeah. like that. And so we, we've thought about, but we kept getting messages like, man, I, I got in this uh, incident. I saw this uh, kid died in a car wreck and I, I can't sleep. I, you know, like whatever's going on. Or we'd get a spouse that would say like, Hey, my husband has not talked to me in five days. Something happened at work. I don't know. He's just, he comes home and he shuts off and I don't yeah. know how to deal with this. So we were like this mental health sort of like arena yeah. was a big deal. So we're like, and I, I think awareness is great. Awareness is necessary for any issue, whatever it is. Awareness, but think about like if cancer awareness, who cares? Like, okay, I we're know, aware, dude. but awareness I, doesn't do shit. You're, um, you're preaching to the choir. So, here. I know. <laughs> so we said like, what, what do, and I'm not, a, I'm not a psychiatrist, psychologist yeah. or whatever. Like what can we do? So we sat down and started thinking, okay, in the law enforcement community, they have like the below 100 campaign for line of duty deaths. Like, listen, wear your vest, wear your seatbelt, drive, drive safe, basically. Right. Like do these things and you're putting more of those line of duty deaths in your control to, to stop. Right. We can't control them all, but take the, take the factors you can control and control them. So we're, I was like, we have to have a simple program that we can go in and be like, here's the things that you can look for and here's the things that you can do when you see them for yourself or for others. When you start to recognize these signs of stress having a negative impact on you where it's leading you down that path, how do you recognize it and what do you do about it? So we like, we... We're still refining it, man. It's it's a it's a whole thing, but we have like people with letters after their names, yeah. you know, helping us yeah. make I, sure that this is getting done I, right. I'm interested to talk offline about some stuff that I'm working on too that would go hand in hand with something like that. Awesome. It's crazy, man, because people don't really like you got law, you got military who goes overseas, you know, and they can go from from six months, four months to to a year at a time, and just seeing trauma after trauma after trauma come back and have PTSD. Right. But then you got law enforcement officers done it for twenty fucking years, dude. <laughs> twenty fucking years, and if not once in your law enforcement career has someone come up to you and be like, maybe you should get counseling. Yeah. Because it's very rare for someone to say like just in the middle of like nowhere like, hey guys. um, if you guys need counseling, let us know. We have a counselor on site, or we can we can connect you with one because it's just not something yeah. that's it's openly like, no, you're a fucking cop, deal with it. You're a fucking, you know, it's the same mentality as what a lot of the special operations community is like, dude. You're a fucking tough guy, like, yeah. You're, you're, fuck you, dude. If you see some shit that fucks you up, dude, it fucks you up. And if you don't get yeah. help, it can fucking do. It can potentially hurt your career later on. There was a law enforcement officer that got into a shot, uh, uh, a good shoot recently. Not recently. It was like. 
he got into a good shoot and it was probably about four years ago. And then two years later, a very similar incident happened and he shot first. Yeah. And it was like, and I told my wife, I said, man, I feel bad for that dude. Cause all that was was PTSD. And she goes, what do you mean? I was like, he saw the same exact environment that he had and he thought, oh shit, I need to get ready. And he did. And it was, it was an unjustified shot, right? He got in trouble for it. Yeah. And I felt so fucking bad for the dude. I was like, you know what? If his department would have fucking debriefed him, if they would have done some counseling and, and had a follow-up counseling, he probably would have been good, man. But you know what? Instincts happen and fucking the fear of, of going through the same event again can easily put me, make you fucking just do something like out of the norm for yourself yeah. because fucking PTSD because of fucking a traumatic event that happened prior. Yep. And it's this fucking thing that people don't realize. Like, dude, we're a fucking human, dude. Like we fucking, we break down and, yeah. and sometimes you need to get it fixed. And so- I had no idea about the suicide epidemic that's going on. Yeah, it's 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 massive, man. It's it's massive in the United States, dude. Yeah. You know, Utah right now, I, I've talked about this on my podcast before, Utah is the number one teen suicide. Is it really? Yes. Wow. And so I'm working on, that's why I was saying- I don't know why that is. We'll talk offline for that too. <laughs> yeah, dude. But um, in male, and not in male, just adult suicide, it comes first or second every year. Goes back and forth with Washington is another one for some reason, right? Hmm. Um, and, and it's crazy to me. But not, and then also, obviously, I'm in the space of, of of the military veteran world, which is another issue, right? Like veteran, it's gone down. Like people say 22, 22. It's gone down to about 20 now. But dude, fucking one, one is too many, right? Yeah, and right, so yeah, absolutely trying to like combat that and 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 do that. I've that's been a big thing. Like I had a crazy conviction. Like three weeks ago, I woke up and said, fuck this. That's my direction. Like, that's my new direction because I've done a cool things here and there, but how can I help with that? You know, and it's fucking a hard subject to fucking approach because you can tell people everything. You can tell a guy like, look, you need help. Go get help or I'll lead you to help. I'll get you help. But like when a guy is or someone is in distress, like there's no telling him no. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that person makes that decision. And fuck, it's sad. And it kills me and it drives me nuts, man. I have, like, you know, one of my good, like I do what I do in the veteran community and I still have my friends who are veterans commit suicide. Yeah. And that eats me alive because I'm like, what the fuck am I doing then, bro? Like I'm fucking trying, just call me. I do, but no one thinks that, right? When you're in a distress yep. moment, when you're fucking struggling with whatever it is, you're not thinking about, hey, let me call my buddy who'll listen. No, it's like, <laughs> it's you know what I mean? It's not Yeah, that. because you're coming to a point to where you're not... In, in, in their minds, they're not thinking what I need is to talk to somebody. They've, they missed that. Yeah. They, they passed that there's, exit. Yeah. There's no and thought now process. They're just now like, it's well, like, this fuck. is, this is all the choices I have. Yeah. Stop them. Stop yeah. the pain. Stop the stress, whatever yeah. it is. And so it's just fucking like, well, how the fuck do you combat that? You yeah. know what I mean? It's hard. It's like, you got to prepare before it happens, right? You got to get people mentally knowing the path before it gets to that fucking red line. Yeah. And that's hard, man. But you know, like, like getting guys to go to counseling is hard. Like I, the first time I ever went to counseling, bro, crazy as fuck. I'm sitting in a room, fucking all these people and there's a medic, there's a fucking cook, there's a fucking mechanic and they're all talking about how their fucking war stories were fucking worse than mine. And I'm like, fuck this, I'm out. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> right. I wasn't ready for counseling. And I had a crazy ego about what I did. Like I, being a ranger, I, I just thought I was so much better than everyone else. And it was just a, a bad mindset that it kind of, I think, fully engulfed in myself being in a ranger battalion and just the the, the notoriety you get of just being a ranger on a, on a military base is crazy. Wearing a tan beret, people go like, oh shit, that's a ranger, right? And so you kind of let that feed you for a while. And, mm -hmm. and so I got out with this really big ego. And so if I'm sitting in a room of counseling with a cook who rightfully so probably saw some really bad shit if he didn't expect to, you know what I mean? And, and, the, and the driver who saw his buddy get blown up I didn't fucking respect that shit. I was like, fuck yeah. off. I'm a fucking infantry dude. I'm a fucking ranger. You guys are fucking bitches. And that was my mindset. 
So I wasn't ready for it, dude. Like no one was going to tell me I needed counseling if I had to sit in a room with those fucks, right? That's in my head. I was done. Yeah. Then years later, I was telling you in the Border Patrol, I had, I had some fucking issues where I was like, okay, I need to go counseling. And I found a counselor, a counselor did a one-on-one session. And that was, that changed me. That changed my life. It mm-hmm. changed my outlook on counseling. It changed my life on like, on the way I do things. Like I realized all the things I was doing to try and cope with issues that I, I didn't want to go to sleep because I fucking was scared of a certain nightmare and that fucking nightmare kept me awake. So then I drink myself to sleep and then I, you know, and so it was this crazy fucking downward spiral that if I didn't get a hold of myself, oh, I guarantee I would have ended up on the wrong side of that fucking gun. You yeah. know what I mean? Because like it was going nowhere fast. And so it was this, it's this crazy thing is trying to get guys to one, acknowledge that counseling is okay. You know what I mean? We all need that shit. Like fucking, even when I'm feeling good, I, dude, if I have an opportunity to go talk to a counselor, like, let's do it. Let's, let's, let's get some shit off my chest. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? My fucking son hates me. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like there's gotta be something in my life that I need help with. I know it, dude. You know what I mean? I so, think we're going good. And then I carjacked somebody last week. I feel like my temper's out of control. <laughs> like I just want to get that off my chest. <laughs> you wait, you what? Like, oh yeah. This is confidential, right? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it's funny. Like I saw a kid, um, riding with rollerblades and he has like this dyed pink blonde hair. It's like mixture. And he just looks like he just hates his dad. Right. That's it. And I told my wife, like he drives right by me and I said, I hate my dad. And she goes, she hits me. She goes, stop it. I was like, like I just, somebody threw away my blink 182 <laughs> records. <laughs> yeah, dude. It makes me laugh. Cause I'm thinking like, damn, does my son say that about me? Like, you know what I mean? Because like, there's always conflict in raising kids, right? Like sometimes kids have this fucking thought process of like, life should be so fucking everything they want should have. And when my, my 11 year old is like, the guy doesn't know what reality is still. And I'm like, bro, you're out of your mind. He's like, dad, I want this $500 set of comic books. I'm like, that's not going to happen, bro. Maybe one at a time and you'll get them all like in five years, you know, but it's, it's just funny. <laughs> My kid was like, dad, I want the, I need this infinity gauntlet. I'm yes. like, why? Yes. <laughs> it's 200 and so I'm like, no, bro. I'm like, yeah, if you want to spend your money on the infinity gauntlet, like have at it. But then this summer when, when we're someplace and you're like, oh, I should have money to get this, but I don't like, go how, ahead. How old it. is he? He's he just 17, just turned 17. Oh, dude, so funny because my 11 year old who wrote a wrote a letter to Marvel Comics about new characters he just developed, right? You know what I mean? Like he's he's out of it, dude. It's so funny, but I love it. I love I love that energy and that that belief system. But he's like he he showed me he goes, Dad, Infinity Gauntlet comic books. There's a there's a there's a set deal. I'm like, all right, cool. How much is it? I'm thinking like 30 bucks. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. You know, 300 some fucking dollars. Like, bro, <laughs> you can't just buy one at a time. Like, who's gonna pay for that? And he goes. Well, I thought maybe, you know, for Christmas, like, dude, I don't spend 300 on anybody for Christmas. Like, not even like, like we have six kids, bro. I can't spend $300 on each fucking kid, bro. It's crazy, right? Nuts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's like, it's this funny thing where they're kids and I, and I always feel like my son goes to school saying, I hate my dad. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I, I don't know. This is completely irrelevant. We were just talking about this the other day with kids because like we've years ago, man, like, I mean like any young couple, we were just broke, man. Yeah. So like when our kids were young, real young, we were laughing about like Christmas time. And it was like, I remember like, I think I got my son like four two by fours and told him I would build him a tree house. I've never built it. I lied. I just straight up lied to my kid, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like this is all like, like literally we were like scraping together. Like, okay, I can get, yeah. like, what can I do? Like, yeah, we could do this. And like, it's just it's so, so funny when you think about like, you know, what, what matters with family and it's crazy. If, if kids, if kids only enjoy Christmas because of the gifts, it it becomes a scary thing as a parent. And so it's like, I'm like, yeah, 
I tell them like, dude, if if I hear like, I only get them two gifts for Christmas, and like usually their families, like you know, grandmas and shit, really spoil them. But I don't fucking spoil them. Hell no. Then they're yeah. like, that's for me. That's for me. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and if you say that's that, it's like, yeah, my, my parents would like get them with stuff like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you and if you if they tell me, me, bro, if my kid says, dad, that's it. I'm like, oh, wait till next year, bro, because you ain't getting shit. Because, <laughs> because I'm a whole. I raise my kids hard, dude. Yeah. And and, and I think we, we, we have to. to. Yeah. Like, in this in this world where, uh, I was just talking about about this yesterday on, on the Savage Gentleman podcast. I was we were talking about like we live in a culture. The the notion that I might not have to walk outside and kill someone is a modern thing. Yes. That is not. That is not history. Yeah, but right? people like don't around think that. the around the world yes. and in many places right now, where I have to go get my food. Yes, right. Like, and I might be attacked to go get my food. Right. This is we live in this world where we don't get that, and we have to somehow simulate difficulty for our kids, or they're going to fail in life. It's the craziest thing. It's 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 um it's funny. Like my eleven is always just my hard case. He's just a tough kid, you know what I mean. And it's cool. It's it's a challenging thing for me because other kids are kind of easy, but he doesn't rea- realize the reality of why discipline is important, right? Mm-hmm. Why there's consequences and repercussions. And I tell him like, bro, turn eighteen and try this. You turn eighteen and try this, and and you realize real quick you're going to jail or prison real fucking fast. And if you don't teach them as a parent that there is a consequence and repercussion for every fucking action, like yeah. there's definitely discipline when you're fucking wrong and then there's a little praise when you're right. Just a fucking little. Just enough to be like, hey, good shit, you know? Yeah. If you don't teach that fucking kid that, when he turns 18, he's gonna think he can do whatever the fuck he wants and the first cop yep. that tells him no, he's gonna be like, fuck you, cop! And then, bah! <laughs> but it's the yeah, truth. Exactly. If you don't identify that there is, in life, there's fucking rules, right? And, and you don't have to love the rules, right? You, you can... It's just the reality of the fact. But if you don't, if you're not raised with some kind of fucking boundaries, you'll never have them as an adult. You'll never be successful in fucking anything because you're gonna be like, "Well, this is not fair." Like, bitch, nothing's fucking yeah, fair. No, definitely not. Fuck. This no. is why, like, you end up on these calls where, like, oh, it's this family trouble, and you get over there and what's going on? Yeah, my son won't go to school. I'd be like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> like, yeah, my kid won't go to school. Like, why am I? Why you call the police yeah, for this? Yeah, and then like. How old is he? <laughs> Six. I'm like, how old are you? Oh, he's like, I'm 35. I'm like, are, is he somehow monstrously bigger than you? Some freakishly large six-year-old? Like, just pick him up and put him in the car and take him to school, man. Dude. Well, I don't, I don't believe in, you know, violence. I'm like, so you call an outside source with a gun yes. to come in here and yeah. tell your kid to go to school? So you want to scare But your you kid? don't believe in violence. You have no control like, of your own fucking kid? Like, like what the Dude, what the hell's wrong with you? People? I was walking from baseball practice the other day and one of the kids was talking back to his dad back and forth and I, and I looked at my son and I was like, oh, if you ever, he goes, I know. <laughs> like, if you ever talk to me like that, bro, you'd get backhanded so fast, bro, It would. it's not even funny, right? Yeah. You know? And he was like, oh, I know, dad, I know. Like, like, like yeah, you know, bro. Like, I don't yeah. have to spank my kids. I don't. They, they know enough that like, look, if I get pissed off, there's going to be repercussions, whatever it is, whether it's grounded, whether it's whatever it is. Yeah. And, and there is a level at which I will spank my kid, but it's an extreme level. I try and yeah. keep that for like I this. I found like it, it was, everything for us is like sort of like a kid. We have principles, but it's a kid by kid basis, you know? Like 100%. My, old, my oldest son, dude, I mean, I think he got his last beat down when he was probably like 14, maybe like, yep. and he had it coming too, dude. I mean, like he was a hard, he's a hard headed yeah. kid. 
which has served him well yeah. now when he's out on his own. And yeah, he's for out there, sure. You know, but my kid moved out when he's 17 years old and, and has a job, you know, yeah. like, okay, great. But my youngest daughter, I mean, even today she's, she's 15 and a half. If she said something out of, if she didn't, and I, and I, if I snap a look over to her, she would cry. Oh, I know. I had never, I don't have to, I don't have to do anything for her. Cause she knows like yeah. if dad is disappointed, that's just wrecks her world. My you two know? youngest like, ones, my two youngest ones are kind of like locked on like that. Like I look at them like, hey, I snap my finger, go pick that up. I and think then, it's because we get better. Yeah, over time. Like the first one, I'm just like, I'm just gonna punch you in the face. Yeah, like kid. this yeah. is Sparta. Yeah, like, you talk back to your mom, <laughs> just out of the second yeah. story window. Like, and then you're like, ah, fuck, maybe I should tone that down a little on the next one. <laughs> but now it's like, I think the environment, they know, like, look, dad, don't fuck around. And that's all I need right now. Like, I can just look at my kid and be like, Oh, you know you're wrong. Yeah. Sorry, Dad. I'm like, good, go fix that. You know what I mean? Like, it's just crazy thing. My 11-year-old seems to be in the middle of that balance, right? Yeah. Like, where I, like, I want to jack this dude sometimes right in the freaking chops, right? And then it's like, I'm going to talk to you like a man right now, bro. This is what I need from you. You know what I mean? It's this weird space. Like, this this fucking, this craziness of, of, of raising kids. But my fear, like, my total fear is if I don't raise my kids right, knowing, you know, right from wrong and, and that there's repercussions, like, dude, they're going to prison. And, and being a guy who's worked in the prison systems, being a guy who's been in law enforcement, dude, the guys you tend to come up with are the guys that don't just, just don't care about the repercussion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and I, I can say there's a good portion of those guys that just were, were spoiled, spoiled enough to believe that life goes the way they want it to. Yeah, and absolutely. when it doesn't, then they go and do dumb shit. Yep. And, and that's why I raise the kids I, the way I do too, because I'm terrified of my kids going to prison like going to jail I think it's probably going to happen I mean the odds are the odds are one a night in jail that's yeah, alright yeah. yeah one out of six the, the odds are one of them is going to fuck up something right like there's going to be a, probably a DUI right there's probably going to be a fight or something I'll never know my kids would never tell me they'd really be like because they know I ain't coming yeah you get you get locked up I ain't coming oh no no I want to be the first call I want to be the first call they have but at the same time I'd be the same like alright man be safe <laughs> like be safe be smart in there yeah. All right. I'd be like, who's working? Yeah, yeah, I'd, be, like, I'd be like, don't, hey, look, at, look at, look at, you're Hispanic, but you're light skinned. So I don't know who you're going to eat with. Just be smart. Like, don't team up with anyone. You know what I mean? You're independent. Stay <laughs> in the prison system, dude. Cause uh, one of my sons would just take over the prison. He's a nut, right? You yeah. know what I mean? But no, that's, my, my wife would go bail, bail my kids out or something like that. And I would never, too. I would never know that they were, they were in jail because like, they're, well, they wouldn't want to die. Their world would end, you know, yeah. like whatever. So I, you know, I got good kids. So. My whole thing is like, like they, I, I told them like, dude, I just want to be the first call. Cause then I could at least help as much as I can. But dude, if you did something stupid, you're going to pay for it. It's cool. And I'm going to be okay with it. Right. Like I'll sit there and be like, enjoy those three hot meals and a freaking cot. Right. Be smart. Yeah. You're going to learn a lot from this experience. I ain't bailing no motherfucker out. Hell no, dude. You pay the fuck. You did the crime, dude. Pay for that shit. At the same time, it's like, I got in trouble as a kid, and my dad's like, hey, dummy, you're lucky you're not 18, because you'd have been fucked. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. And this crazy thing of like, you and my father was a strict fucking man, and, and I was terrified. You know what I mean? Like, I saw the flashes of getting hit if I, if I did something stupid. You know what I mean? So, like, I was raised where, like, I did my best to make good decisions, but still, as a kid, you make dumb decisions sometimes. You yeah, know? And so, I imagine one of my kids will get him, gonna, gonna fuck that up somewhere down the road, and, and hopefully <laughs> I'm the first call to be like, all right, I'll see you in a week. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, shit, man, we're coming up on an hour. That shit went way too fucking fast, man. But, um, good times, good times. I would love to, to, to tell my listeners exactly where to find you, where to check you out and, and all the cool things you got going on, man. So please. Pretty much like, uh, Mike, the TV is the website and, uh, that's like the hub. I mean, there's links to all my social media there. So that's it. 
if you're interested. If not, it's cool too. <laughs> and and your shirt you're wearing right now is that one of yours? Uh, yeah, like I, I don't really, I don't print shirts anymore myself. I just yeah. like had a company, uh, Relentless Defender Apparel. They yeah. do, they're like top of the heat, man, for the law enforcement space. Like they cool. do, they do a ton of good stuff and, and give back. Like, dude, they've been in business since 2015, over $800,000 to charity, to Damn. law enforcement charity. So they're like, they're legit. So they, I just like, I pimp their, pimp their stuff for yeah. them and, uh, we got a great relationship and so, yeah. That's cool, man. Hey, well, I appreciate your time, dude. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.